very important no matter what you do to be comfortable. So yeah. that's the uh, moral of today's episode. Thank you for listening to Sessions with Mary Jane. Uh, I am. Right, bye. Goodbye. Everyone wait. Bye. No, we wait hello to you. I'm Brendan. I'm Rena. And I'm Jordan Free. Yes, he is. We go by yeah. first name. Yeah, we're Nobody all free. Needs to know. <laughs> no, we're and all free. I'm fried. I'm no, fried. No, we'll be in Well, yeah, that we. <laughs> Who's the last name will I take? I will take the last name of uh, Anthony. Of Anthony, uh, yeah, of our guest. Uh, <laughs> who I was so close. I was like, getting ready to introduce him, and then I got hung up on the whole last name thing. But anyway, guys, our guest is here. He is a comedian. My phone just dropped. It's Ralph Anthony. Give it up for him wherever you are. Thanks for being here, Ralph. Hell yeah, this is great. Thank you. So much fun. <laughs> we, we just started. Yeah. We we had a little off the record podcast, and now oh, we're having yeah. an on the record podcast. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. fun to have like a scandalous pre podcast to get <laughs> us like a little toasty. Yeah. Before we get into it, because we forget, <laughs> um, Brendan is going to let you know your challenge. Yes. Today. So throughout the course of this entire podcast. It's no pressure, but whenever you think of items on a list we're going to give you, you just shout them out, and then we're going to compile them and see how many you get, and then put them up against the range that we've had, where we've had some people who got in close to or have exceeded 90, and then we have people who have literally gotten zero, so... 90? Yes. Yeah. And they've each had a different what? category. Yes. What the but fuck? you get whatever you get. <laughs> and we, what? And, and we, none of us will be upset, so don't worry. But your challenge is to name as many modes of transportation... That you can name. So should I write this down? No, no, we'll record it. Yes, and like you can interrupt in the middle of conversations. <laughs> RPA. Yes, RPA collects all the data. Shout out to RPA for working Get that hard. Excel sheet done. You have right. my Friday. That's right. Um, so yeah, so you just say them whenever you think of them. So uh, should I start now? You can start whenever if you, you want, want to. Yeah. Probably, I feel like I should because uh, you know. I'll lose focus very quickly. Yes. Understandable. As goes the game off. As I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah. And I feel like if I yell out, you know, helicopter 30 minutes from now, people are going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but that helicopter is goes on the, bo- the board. And then yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right. So uh, we got helicopter, car, motorcycle, bicycle, three-wheeler, mm. dirt bike, boat, Surfboard. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're, you Interesting. know, you live in, out in the water. Mode of transportation. Well, yeah, what's Have point you ever A? Surfed? What, what's point A? What's point B? No, I'd kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a water guy in general? Like, do you like being out in the water? Yeah, yes. love it. Yes. Well, actually, when I was a kid, uh, growing up, like a little, little kid, I wanted to be like Jacques Cousteau. Mm-hmm. I love the ocean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Uh, New Paltz. Oh, oh, wow. Sweet. Yeah. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, man. Yeah, most people think I'm from Brooklyn, um, which is Didn't terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you know Tim Barge? Oh, dude. I always get like, <laughs> What? Wait, Tim Barge? Why does that sound familiar? <laughs> no, he, he, like, does comedy, and he's a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. yeah. From New Paltz. No, and he's from uh, New Paltz, too. Oh, really? Yeah, New oh, Paltz. I have area. no idea. No, but you guys are probably different eras of New Paltz. Probably. <clears throat> probably. Yeah. yeah. Did you like it there? And growing up there, did you like that? I didn't appreciate it enough growing up. Because hmm. uh, when you're a kid, you know, you're fucking stupid. And I was like, um, yeah. I'm leaving. <laughs> Fuck you, mom and dad. Yeah. And then I went up to Albany. And that was... That's such a weird... <laughs> yeah. Well, I went there for college. And oh, right. Got and you. Okay. Uh, when I graduated, the recession hit. And I was mm. like, well... 
we're stuck here for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I liked it. You know, I mean, I like it going back now. Uh, it's great. Fresh air, peace and quiet. Yeah, good weed, good food. Yeah. I mean, I usually bring the weed from here, but right. growing up, they had great weed. In oh, lots. I can imagine. When did you uh, smoke weed for the first time? Oh, man, I was uh, 14 years old. Mm. Yeah, 14 years old. I was with my buddy uh, Chris Parasaw and uh, our buddy John. And we were at Chris's house, and we smoked a blunt by his pool. Uh, his, his parents went to sleep, and we snuck outside, smoked a blunt by the pool, and then we went back into his house, and, like, I could not, uh, I had such cotton mouth, and I was mm. so hungry. Like, I could not <laughs> stop eating. Yeah. Uh, and, like, yo, and that's the problem. I love this candy bowl. I'm, we're all going to have diabetes at the end of this. One of our writers in, uh, in our uh, production company, Jen Dizel, shout out to Jen, uh, she sent us these candies from... Uh, from where? From Dubai. Dubai the yeah. package came from Jen. There's others yeah. goodies in there from Fuck Dubai. Yeah. Jen, you're the Thanks, best. Jen. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> she sponsors this episode. Yeah. yeah. So, like, so we go back in the we go back in the room because he's like, well, you can't, we can't be hanging out here. You're gonna wake my fucking parents up. My mm-hmm. dad was a Vietnam War vet. And like, mm-hmm. that's the last thing you want to oh, wake wow, up when you're yeah. stoned for the first time. Yeah. Some dude who thinks he's still in Vietnam. Fuck. So we go back in. <clears throat> Chris is in his bed. John's on the floor on one side. I'm on the floor on the other side. But except what's above me is Chris's fucking punching bag. So this thing is just swirling uh, around. And I kept going to them. I go, yeah, was this thing going to fall on me? <laughs> and then, dude, I think my throat is closing. Up. <laughs> and I said that for the entire night. And uh, then I was hooked. Then yeah. I just wanted to get high all the time. <laughs> yeah. So what about that experience, though, did make you want to, like, smoke weed more after that? Oh, man. Dude, just getting stoned and laughing and goofing off with your buddies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's that's the best. Like, weed has gotten so... Weed used to be, like, a group thing back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is awesome. I haven't sat down with, with other people and gotten... Well, like, a group of people. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, back in the day, it used to be, like, a group thing. Like, mm-hmm. everybody would throw in on, like, a 20 bag. You and your buddies, everybody throws five bucks, get a 20 bag, you roll two giant blunts, and then everybody gets stoned. And now, you know, you buy a 50 bag of some funk, and mm-hmm. you're like, I'm not sharing with no one. <laughs> <laughs> this is my medicine, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't share my medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How was the quality back then versus now? Or I guess your tolerance is different though tolerance tolerance is different but the weed is way better now no. yeah yeah. Mm. yeah oh my god because back then it was like swag mids or chronic like that you only had you three times right. now you have so many different strains yeah. oh man we had this one strain uh, uh it was called gack remember gack <laughs> from nickelodeon yeah yeah <laughs> Yo, the shit was so green. It looked like Gak. That's what you <laughs> called it. And like, I knew a dude. That's so that, epic. Dude. Oh, man. I knew a dude. And he would pull out. Like, why am I looking over? <laughs> <laughs> the hidden camera. Make sure no one else can see this. Yeah, we'll answer the stage directions afterwards. Yeah. Everyone knows where you were uh, looking. Yeah, stage left. <laughs> uh, he pulls out this giant. And I mean, epically giant, hefty black garbage bag and just opens it up and it's just all of this fucking gack and just takes a handful and goes 
you know, you're a good kid. Oh. I was like, good kid. I think you're like four years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Stuff, man. Yeah. The gift of weed is a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Unicycle. Yeah, there we go. Nicely done. Yes. Did you mentioned before you had some kind of a, um, altercation on a bicycle, right? Did you say that you had some kind of incident with a person on a bicycle? Oh, on your way here from, wait, was that on his yeah, I don't right think here? that was really, oh, I've definitely had altercations with people. We could, I mean, I could, yeah, I could field your question. Yeah, talk about bicycles. What do you think about bicycles, Ralph? Uh, well, I think bicycles are the worst thing that happened in New York City. It's either you got to have cars or bicycles, but we can't have both. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not, we're not mature enough. People are not mature enough to have be in a car or be on a bicycle and be in the same roadway. Because mm. um, like before I started riding a bike, I hated bicycle people. Like I almost got into a fist fight down by the Brooklyn Bridge because I was in a car and I almost clipped a guy who was on a bike weaving in and out of traffic. Mm. Then the pandemic hit and I got a bicycle and I was like, well, fuck these drivers. <laughs> you want to the other side. Yeah. 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 I'm like, uh, red lights? Who? Those red lights are for you. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Also, I, it, I mean, it does frighten me when I see bikers in the city and they don't have helmets. They're bold. And they're whizzing through. Exactly. Yeah. They don't have like anything, which like I get it. Even if you got like hit, I'm not sure the helmet would do much good. I mean. It's still better than nothing, but you're still very exposed. Yeah. Like also motorcyclists. I just can't, when people are driving with mo- like motorcycles and with nothing on, I, I'm just like, you're, yeah. you're a daredevil. How do you do this? So scary. Yeah. So no, scary. Scary. You're, you're like listening to something. You're like jamming out to music. And then all of a sudden you see like somebody coming up and they almost clip your like mirror. And you're just like, yeah. how would I have seen you? Like you came up so fast. Like yeah. how often am I supposed to be looking on a highway when <laughs> I'm in like the right lane? <laughs> like- <laughs> Dude, I had that in Astoria. I was coming down the street. We had a green light into my... In my defense, the guy didn't have his left blinker on. So I thought he was going straight, but he he goes to turn left, and I almost plow into him, and I go, bam, and I hit the fucking hood. Well, the dude fucking puts his car in reverse, backs <clears throat> up, throws it in drive, and peels off down the street to come after me. Oh. And I hear this engine coming, and I, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is my worst nightmare. One, because I try, I'm, I'm, I try not to fight it. I don't want to fight anymore. It's been a long time. I don't want to get arrested. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm like, don't, don't, just don't look. And then I hear the, I hear the fucking. It, he had like an old, like a, like a Chevy Blazer, like some, I don't know, something. I pictured the thing. I was like, yeah, this is what rednecks drive. Like just. <laughs> and I hear the engine. I hear the car coming closer and closer and closer. And finally, I, uh, I see a driveway. So I dip off and I fucking ghost ride the bike into the guy's driveway and I turn around, backpack on, I turn around like this, arms flexed, ready to fucking fight. And it turns out it was some dude's like grandfather, but he gets out of the car with a fucking tire iron. Oh my goodness. It was like, stay the fuck out of my road. <laughs> so, so I go, learn how to fucking drive, old man. His so, road. Well, I, I guess you gotta respect the commitment he had because he did not give up. He pursued you to the very end. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's also the played f- by Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> Get off my road. That's also definitely a transplant thing. Like, you're coming into a 
person's like area when they've been like surviving in that area for years and years and years and been driving those roads for years and years and years old people like, definitely they'll fuck you up like i like never met my grandfather too. but he also he always had a baseball bat in his car mm-hmm. yeah and like threatened to use it <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know what it is you, we like i don't know we think these old people are just frail and uh they're, they they're they match their their frailty with with craziness like mm. Mm, i would take a weak crazy uh, i would take a, a strong smart old man than over like a feeble crazy old man <laughs> yes yeah i would agree with that right yeah awesome. yeah that makes sense <laughs> so just growing up what did you do like how did this go into comedy how did you find, where did it start? I'm assuming. Oh, man. I don't mean stand-up specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my first job, I was uh, I was 14, and my friend's parents owned this restaurant that had a comedy club attached to it. Mm. So, uh, so as soon as I had my mm. working papers, I started working at the restaurant, and then <clears throat> I just never wanted to go home. I was just always into the nightlife. Like I, I was enamored with like the kids in high school staying out late that were the waiters or the kitchen staff. Or just, I never wanted to go home, so I would just stay for as late as I possibly could. So that mm-hmm. meant sneaking over into the comedy club and just starting to bust tables. Mm-hmm. And so that was my first experience with stand-up when I was 14. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did that for two years. For two years, and then um, anyone we would know who was in the club, so yeah, well, where was the club? The club was in New Paltz. Oh, wow, it used, to be called, it? Uh, it used to be called the Laughing Wolf Comedy Club. Wow, that's sick! Yeah, um, and I met, I mean, I met famous people, and I met famous people just within stand up. Like, uh, it was awesome, man. I met uh, Ray Romano when he was coming up, oh, wow. cool. which is pretty cool. Um, did you love him? Uh, he was a nice guy. <laughs> they you were, could play honestly, him. What's up? You could play him. You just have the look. Yeah, you look like Ray Lewis. Yeah, you look like these guys. <laughs> younger him, because you're young. Thank no, you. Not, not right now. He's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's what happened to his skin? Is yeah. He, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's old. old. No, he's older. He's older. Yeah. He's older, yeah. Still, yeah, thank you. That's a, still I, awesome. Such still a great awesome. compliment. He's a yeah, man who no, looks like he, he could, enjoys like, his money, though. Yes. I feel like he does not work any harder than he has to work at this point. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no. he did the Ice Age movies <laughs> and probably made bank. <laughs> oh, you're right. He <laughs> yeah, did the he Ice Age movies? Man. Yeah. yeah. Was yeah. he the Sabertooth Tiger? No, he oh, was the, the, the Blue Man Blue Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh my gosh. I know because it's hard to imagine Ray Romano like of uh, like the. Wait, size. you said Ray Romano? <laughs> wow, I was mega high. Who'd you think I said? Ray Liotta. Oh. That's why you look like yeah, that. Wow. Like, you do not like Ray Romano. <laughs> that makes more sense. Ray That's Liotta. Why is Ray Liotta in a comedy club? He did comedy for me. Didn't know me. That's why I was talking about how old he was. Also, Ray Romano. Yeah, he's so old. Yeah, but guys, like, he, oh my god. If you guys want the wow. full experience of seeing how much of a foible this was, uh, go look up Ralph on his social media and see how much he looks more like Ray Liotta yeah. than he does. Yeah. Like, sorry guys, that was so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I totally miss it. Okay, Ray Romano appreciates it. You can check me out at Ralph the Mouth eighty one 
to see this. See the yeah, we're putting all your uh, and no disrespect to Ray Romano. <laughs> uh, I'm humbled and uh, props to Ray Liotta. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Yeah. Ray Liotta's doing a lot of tequila commercials now. Yeah, he yeah. is, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Him and, like, uh, George Clooney, they all go to alcohol. Ryan Reynolds yeah. has an alcohol brand. They, all, they know yeah. that's that's a moneymaker. Endorsements. Yeah. yeah. So Big funny. Markup. You just go back to endorsements. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, when, sorry. Yeah. No, that's cool. You. Yeah, so it's like, when did you try doing stand-up for the first time then? Being around uh, the 15 years later. Literally, it was almost 15 years later. Um, well, 14, I guess I should say, because the restaurant closed. Did you have an itch when you were a busboy? <laughs> like, were you back there being like, one day I'll try this? Yeah, were you or writing was stuff? was it like no interest? Yeah. And it no. just took you a while to think about it. I, I Listen, I always loved stand-up, but it didn't seem... It didn't seem like that could be like a career thing. Like, even though I was watching these comedians... It just didn't seem possible. Like, my parents were very uh, by the book, it seemed like. Yeah. You know, go to college, get your degree, go work in corporate. My mom was a teacher. My dad was a financial planner. It's like, <clears throat> I don't know. I never knew parents that had, like, cool jobs. Mm. Like, I feel like a comic or a writer, it's a pretty fucking dope job. Yeah. Like, notice to teachers. Notice to teachers. My girlfriend's a teacher. It's just, but, uh, yeah, but as a teacher's job, my dad was also a teacher. You do feel like you can explore different careers, right? Because like there is like an education focus, or nah. When I got older, yeah. yeah. When I got older, teacher though is still a little bit creative. True. Yeah, that's not like science and math and numbers only, and it's logic only. It's I don't know. It's a different kind of creativity. Yeah. Um, Like I went to sales because it was so easy for me to talk to people, Mm -hmm. and my dad was a really good sales rep, Mm -hmm. the best I've ever seen. And so, like, it was like, well, this is fucking natural. Well, that is sales, yeah. Is yeah. the business of people, that's yeah. The business you're in, so um, you need yeah. the quality. So that's that's. I, so I went that route. Otherwise, I maybe I would have gotten into stand up earlier. It's a conversation I dealt with a lot. Um, it's a conversation I dealt with a lot during the pandemic mm-hmm. because you're just left with your own thoughts. And like when you meditate and journal every day, you're like, well, <laughs> you meditate and journal every day. Every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did that start? Um, I started meditating every day. Um, and I'm, this is going to be a very specific number, but it was 21 days before I headlined Caroline's in November of 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the only reason why I know it was 21 days is because the day that my friend sent me her login info, it was a 21-day meditation program. Oh, okay. And so I was like, oh, wow, this is cool, man. Um, but yeah, I started doing it back then. And then when I was in acting school, I was struggling with scene work in May of 2020. And a friend of mine, uh, one of my classmates, Yalda, had mentioned that, uh, she journals to like work through scenes and work through emotion. And, uh, and so that's how it started. And then I just. Wait, acting school where? Uh, in the city. I went to Maggie Flanagan. So I finished my two year program on Zoom. During the pandemic. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. So, yeah, what is the meditation process? Like, how do you... I know it's not... People are like, oh, do you think of nothing? Or you don't, but you, that's not... I it. use... There's a Deepak Chopra app. And uh, you can get it at the iTunes store. It's absolutely phenomenal. Hmm. Um, probably the best app that I've ever bought. 
amount of time. Like, it's the fucking best. Because it lets you do, like, you do, like, five to ten, under five minutes, like, little quick, like, little quick meditation pop-offs, or you do five to ten, ten to fifteen, fifteen, twenty, and twenty plus. And then you can search it by what you want to work on, like, uh, your professional life, your personal life, your childhood, your emotional well-being. Do you want to do just mantras? Do you mm-hmm. want to listen to just music? Whatever it is. Wow. Um, and so I just started doing that. Um, I just I started doing that during the pandemic. So yeah. journaling, um, <clears throat> like, how does that? How did, uh, did were you journaling before you did stand up? No, no. Okay. My mom, being the English teacher, tried to get me to do it okay. during summer vacation one time, and she was like, "You could do this as a hobby." I'm like, "Fuck you, mom! You get a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're the one who's into this journaling shit. <laughs> I've got a life." <laughs> Does she know now that you journal? And did she say that she told you so? Yeah, no, she won't. She won't say that. Though. No, no. But she knows though. So you so you mentioned yeah. that um you like that you're doing this meditation app in the lead up to headlining Caroline. So what was it like doing that show, and what was it like having the meditation kind of like lead you into that experience too? Oh, dude, it was fucking wild. It was wild because you get to a point where you're saying your mantras, and so you sit there, you know, you get your fucking your legs crossed, and I would sit on my bed back against the wall. You know, you get your pose. So, so you get your pose, so all your shock, you sit up straight, so all your chakras are like in line. Mm-hmm. So they say you either have to sit up straight or you lie down, but your chakras have to all be in one singular mm-hmm. motion or one singular line. Like you can't be curved or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he would do his like talk he would talk about like the, the practice of the, the day. And then you get your mantra. And when I would close my eyes to the mantra, I would. Yes, that's the portion of the program, everyone, <laughs> that you know and love. It's the light turned off for a second and our guest got confused. Yeah, every <laughs> guest got confused. Yeah, every episode. <laughs> yeah, it's broken, no. though. I don't know how to make it stop. Oh <laughs> I think it's broken. I was like, are the lights telling me that the lights are giving me the light? Like, wrap it up. <laughs> you know, we uh, were trying to introduce some segments into the show, and the segment is the lights go out for two seconds, and that's uh, the newest segment on the show. So, welcome to the so, club. Yeah. <laughs> Chakras. So, yeah, so I would yeah, so sit there, the back mind. against the wall, eyes closed, in the, in, in, the, in the pose, chakras aligned, and I would do the mantras, and I would close my eyes, and I literally, first time I ever did it, I saw myself on stage. So I saw myself on stage at Caroline's, but I didn't see like the details. Like it was just the outline. And the, all right, so this is, I don't know, man, it's really wild. So I would see the outline of myself and then where my heart was, was like this fucking beam of light that was shooting out like fucking Iron Man. Hmm. And it just, it spoke to me in a very profound way. And like, I just knew I knew that I was going to have an amazing set. Like, mm-hmm. I just knew. I felt like I was just present. I was going to be in the moment. I was connected to the audience. I was taking them in, letting them take me in. And and I just, that was the meditation. Like, when I would see that that outline, that shape of myself, I would just think about those specific things. Mm-hmm. And I did it every day. <sighs> every day for 21 days. In in those twenty one days, I would run run my hour uh, 
two or three times a day hmm. to my just to my to the wall of my bedroom, and I would just run it and just run it and run it and run it and run it and be just it was I could just be lights out hmm. and, wow. uh, and it was great. it was crazy because like I actually got sick two days before I was supposed to headline and I was so nervous but I kept meditating and feeling good about it and I went on stage. And you can't, because I don't have, obviously don't have that clip online, but you see, you go on stage with a bottle of water, a cup of tea, and and an espresso. (laughs) And, uh, and it's just, it's hilarious. Cause like I, I was all, I was doped up on medicine. I fucking got high outside of the club before I went in. (laughs) And like, so I needed all these things. And I just, I go up with my little fucking... My little trio, my little jubilee of fucking coating <laughs> yeah. my throat and waking <laughs> up. And I did an hour. I did, mm-hmm. I was on stage for an hour and seven minutes. Damn. Wow. And like just straight jokes. And it was, I don't know. I credit a lot to the meditation because I feel like anything in life, you can get through anything in life, but you have to like put in the work to mm-hmm. get to that point. Like mm-hmm. people, a lot of people have like this fixed mindset where they can't. Uh, they're not, they'll try to do something the first time and if they're not good, they'll just quit. Mm-hmm. Like how many times have we, anybody in this, like you just go to do something and it sucks and it's hard. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe you'll go back and try it again a second time. But if you fail the second time, that's it. Mm-hmm. And so like, I just, I feel like you could just grow. You can grow to learn and do anything, but you have to give your mind time to expand on that possibility. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Welcome to my fucking TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I mean, I think you're right. I think that's like a universal thing because everyone at some point, no matter who you are, you try to do something and then you did not succeed in it in some way, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just persistence. Yeah. And people get easily discouraged. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah. Also helps that you have a mom who's a teacher or a parent who's a teacher. Do you feel like that um, aided at all to like your perspective to keep pushing and doing something or that teachers being patient yeah, yeah, yeah. like encouraging your kids to do whatever but I mean, like that's just that just comes from you that's great yeah I mean maybe it did I don't know I think we're all influenced and molded by our parents you know whether we like it or not <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah no I don't know I just, I'd always wanted to do stand-up. And so when I started all those years ago, I was like, well, this is building to a moment like this. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened. It was, it was the week of Thanksgiving. It was two days before my birthday. And I was like, this is a fucking huge show. This is huge. And so I just went out and had fun. And just, I don't know. Sorry, Brendan, earlier I interrupted you. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask, like, I want to hear more about like uh, your time at Man- uh, Maggie Flanagan studio, right? That's where you oh, studied? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so what was that like, and how did you get into like like acting, and what was your experience uh, working there? Um, so my first time acting, uh, this is funny, uh, I started off with, as, ba- as background. Mm-hmm. I just started doing background work, which is a very common foot-in-the-door way to start going. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I was supposed to work that day. I was working at W.B. Mason. Mm. And, you know, it's been, this is, you know, almost 40 years ago. So it gives a shit now. (laughs) Like, they thought I was working. But I went on set. I was background for the show on HBO called The Deuce. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, On the first season. And I I played a pimp and a hustler. And Mm. I was like, well, this is very interesting. (laughs) And, um, And I was on set for 14 hours. And if you had me be a sales rep for 14 hours, I'd want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. 
but doing this on set, like it was, it was amazing. I I felt uh, just I felt that like this this sense of of purpose, like this is I'm supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. I felt the same thing when I did stand up. I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I started I started doing background on and off uh, for the next year or so, and uh, in the comedy world, you know, there's plenty of people that do acting. So we were, I was at this one club in the green room, um, and I talked to a comic. I was like, "What do you suggest?" And he said, two schools. One of them was Maggie Flanagan, and the other was something else. I don't know. But that, <laughs> I took that as, again, as a sign. That was where I was supposed to go. So mm-hmm. um, so I sat on it. I thought about it. ended up getting fired from that corporate job. And I enrolled in Maggie Flanagan's summer program two months later. Oh, and wow. then got offered the two-year program. Mm-hmm. And then I just did that. And... In the process, the world fucking ended, and so we had to go on Zoom, yeah. and um, I don't know if you guys are into acting, or if you know anything about, like, the Meisner technique, mm-hmm. but doing that shit on Zoom, oh, yeah. dude, it's fucking insane. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of, like, repetitive, like, like repeating well, the words, right? in the beginning, it's repetitive. There's a whole point to it. Like, that's what most people think it is, and they think that you're all psychotic for mm-hmm. doing it. It's like yelling and doing repetition, mm-hmm. but the repetition gets you on your impulses, so you so you get uh, get out of your head. Get out of your head and in your heart. That's, that's, you just get out of your head and on your feet, and so you just start firing on all cylinders, man, mm-hmm. and it's, it's cool as shit, but, like, when you're in the studio and you flip out, like... There are beds you can hit. There are pillows that you can yell into. Uh, I've thrown chairs across the room. But, like, when you're in your own apartment, you're breaking your shit. Right. Um, And there was one day. It was the final scene. um, It was the final scene. And uh, I remember I was so into it. I had the laptop on. It was all on Zoom. And I, just, I could feel this fucking, this insanity, just this anger, rage burning inside of me. And I went and I took my fucking ottoman and I just palmed my ottoman oh and my rifled it oh. across the room. And I couldn't even look because I was so into it that I, I couldn't even look. I didn't look. I like, you just boom. And, and then I just let loose and I just unloaded on my scene partner at the, this monologue that I had to give. Mm. And, uh. And then at the end, I just fucking collapsed and, you know, fucking bawled my eyes out. I was filled with so much rage. Mm. And um, I remember looking up being like, oh, my God, I pray to God I didn't break something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I'm whispering that now. Did you? Did you hit anything? Nothing broke? Or- it went into my cabinet. But it yeah, I thought break. you were going to smash a wall. I thought there was like a... <laughs> yeah. no, I, have a basement, I have a basement apartment and I think that was one thing that kept me in uh, focus because I would have I would have broken my hand because it's all cinder block. Right. Yeah. 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 In moments like that, like, or just, I guess like just ones in general where you like are really in kind of like where like, like the acting version of is like of being in the pocket, like where you're really in the zone. Yeah. Like, are you like do you find like you're very conscious of like the moment that you're in or is it kind of like a, it's like a blackout almost it's 50 50 to be in it or blacked out mm-hmm. like i've had both moments where it's just like you don't you you're conscious of what you're doing but you can't stop mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that that's the only way i can explain it like mm-hmm. um 
in our summer session, I had a final scene. And again, it's the final scene because it's like everything that you learn builds to this scene. Mm-hmm. So it's like all the little all the little pieces of the puzzle finally fit together. And so on the final scene of the summer session, uh, I was I was in the scene where uh, a dude, a man, fi- just finds out that his fiance has been cheating on him, and that's why she won't go on. Like they were supposed to like go on vacation or some shit, and um, and like I just fucking lost it and I'm following her around the studio like in her face in her face following just we're back and forth back and forth back and forth and finally she goes to step on one of the like she goes to sit on one of the chairs and I fucking rifle it across the room and I get up in her face and then she turns and runs and then jumps on the other chair and gets on one of the desks and just starts standing on the desk looking down screaming at me but it's like it's that was the first time where I blacked out where I was like like you know what you're doing Mm -hmm. Um, you just can't was the actress actually frightened or is she yeah oh yeah because like I try to be very conscious of how big I am as an individual so I can I can yeah how tall are you I'm 6'2 like 230 pounds so I I can't afford to get angry. Like, I don't... I try to just, like, maintain it. Mm-hmm. As a person. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to flip out. Yeah. And so, in the studio, in acting, you're allowed to have your emotions. It's the only time where you've, I've really been able, without repercussion, obviously you can't hit somebody or yeah. do bodily harm, but, like, you know, it's the only time where I've ever been able to play full out and just, yeah. fucking lose it. But, like, what what did you learn from acting when you started it versus, like, the the end? Or, I mean, I just, like, your, your growth and your experience. I'm saying, like, with being considerate of, like, your uh, acting partner, where you do have those moments if you do black out or whatever, and it's just, like, what is it with, like, trust with the other person you're sparring with in in a way, what is, was there like a conversation that you have to like, say you have or do, I don't know, I'm just like, yeah, curious how you tackled it in the past versus now. Well, I had never taken any acting courses up until that summer session into the two-year program. So oh, I, I mean, know, the beginning of the session so, versus the end of the So like, you know, in the beginning, everybody's new, uh, so there's like a general consensus, mm-hmm. but once things start to go... People start realizing what their what their limits are, oh, don't do that. and um, mm-hmm. and so like, we just had the point where, you know, hey, listen, it's like you kind of like tap in mentally. If you tap in, you like high five, then you know that you're in the scene, and then when it's over, you tap out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, anything goes. Obviously, like I said, but no, like yeah. bodily harm, no. But there is it a lot of freedom. There, there's a lot there's of There's a ton of freedom. It yeah. has but it has to, you know, you just can't blurt out some ridiculous nonsense. Like it ha- there has to be some kind of connection right. to what's going on. Right. You yeah. Know, yeah, it's uh, interesting that you're saying though that cuz you you're I guess your mind just goes into um just automatic where yeah. like yeah, it just shifts into that other gear and you're kind of like now backseat driving and then your mind and body is already taking over this machine like yeah, you know yeah. without when you're saying not really consciously being there in a way and still doing so it's 
um, yeah, that's quite powerful. Yeah. I've been kind that's of really... trying to cycle out like conflict in my normal life and then keep all the conflict in the in the fake life, the active <laughs> life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then that's kind of like live out channeling. fights there and yeah. not, not ever have to fight in real life because I'm just like, oh. I already got all of that energy out. Yeah, I can get that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have to win an argument. I've already won an argument. In it's a scene. scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I've already fucked you up. Yeah. My mom. Who are some actors that you really like watching that either you, like, take inspiration from or just, like, ones that you really like in, like, certain roles, maybe? Besides uh, Ray Liotta. Right, so I just saw Ray Liotta. He already got his shout out. Andrew Them off the table. Who else? Damon Chandler characters. Dude, you got it. Jake Gyllenhaal. Phenomenal. Good choice. Joaquin Phoenix. What are your favorite movies with them? I mean, I love The Joker. The Joker was phenomenal. Keith Ledger was great as The Joker. Is the other Joker? I mean, mm-hmm. they were both two phenomenal actors. Mm-hmm. Um, Heath Ledger's got some powerful fucking movies. Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix is like the kind of person that, that like he could do a film every few years, mm-hmm. but there, he does a lot of like non-blockbuster movies. So it's yeah. like you have to look for him. Yeah. Um, I love Daniel Day Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, phenomenal uh, Gangs of New York, My Left Foot. Uh, Last of the Mohicans, uh, There Will Be Blood. Um, I love Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what, Dallas. If you've never seen Dallas Buyers Club, um, it's very intense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Yeah, I, I haven't. Um, I, have. I, I haven't because I know it's yeah. going to be a very oh, intense yeah. experience. I I was uncontrollably crying for twenty minutes at the end of it. Because it was so powerful. Just I, the fact that I knew he lost so much weight, and I saw pictures of yeah. like I, I was just like, I, yeah. I could, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm just that was an Oscar, right? He won the Oscar for that one, I think. So. Right? Yeah. He gave himself AIDS for the role. That's, That's right. It. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. What do you think about people who do method acting, or just like the concept of method acting in general? I mean, you know, again, well, Daniel Day Lewis does it, right? Uh, phenomenal. Um, who's another one? Um, Christian Bale. Mm, yes. Yeah. I'm, listen, everybody has a process. And I think that's the cool part about going through an acting program and, and having a quality program. And I'm not just pumping up Maggie Flanagan, but it's, I, I think it's phenomenal. Charlie, mm-hmm. my, Charlie Sandlin is the fucking Michael Jordan of acting teachers. Like, mm-hmm. It's amazing. And, uh, and I think having a studio that can prepare you and teach you the basics and how to build upon them and become uh, an acrobat of the human condition, mm. it'll allow you to find what works best for you. Because everybody has their own different process. Yeah. Um, I mean, yo, uh, what's his name? Um, Jared Leto, when he played the Joker in Suicide Squad, used to send people on the set dead, ro- okay. dead rats. I, but then uh, it gets to the point for me where I'm just like, you know, it, it's acting though like you don't have to actually if you were an actor and this is all pretend remember and like you like i like who's dustin hoffman or somebody had like actually put a rock in their shoe and walked on it like for days and weeks whatever so he could have an actual limp for the role and i'm like 
But you could have just acted that, right? Like, you could have yeah. like, really? And, like, I mean, then it's just actually doing it. I don't know. But I'll tell you, that's why you have a lot of good actors and you have very few great actors. Mm. And that's the difference. You know, Kirk Cameron won't, like, won't put a rock in his shoe, but you'll see him on every ABC Family Oxygen Channel movie. You know, like, I don't know. Yes. So he is great, is what we're saying. Kirk Cameron. <laughs> we are the classmates of the Kirk Cameron. I mean, he's just club. one. I mean, he was just somebody that thought of. He's, he's an interesting figure, though, because he, he, like, went to some weird, like, super religious yeah, I mean, thing now. Oh, yeah. 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 If you're listening to this and you're very religious, I'm not talking about the church. Right. Just <laughs> him as an actor. Yes. Uh, you know. Or so, all right, cool. Do something like, um, oh, God. I mean, he has a couple of good ones. Or somebody like Tom Cruise. Mm. Or, yeah. like, or just, like, different versions of Tom Cruise. Mm. You know, like, go, he's a good actor. He's okay. But Scientology, know. right? But, <laughs> <laughs> so, again, how does this all come back to religion? Like, it all does. Okay. That's the way they all understand <laughs> it. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, um, how was it doing things that were more dramatic, like that drama versus stand-up comedy? Obviously, what's like, how, how do you feel about ex- exercising each um, genre? Is that what you call it? I'd say they're like muscles, kind of. Yeah, I like it. The muscle, yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I loved it because once I got comfortable in my rage and in my anger mm-hmm. and in my uh, lust and sadness, <sighs> powerful shit, man. Yeah. If you can, if you, if you can create a personal circumstance. That's very specific and simple to attach yourself to, and you can emotionally prep into that. You, if you can emotionally lock into that circumstance, man, it, you can, and you know your lines, and you're not like, you're not like in your head. Because if you're in your head thinking about your lines, all the prep and all the the, the circumstance, it doesn't matter because you're going to be thinking about what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And so, if you know your lines. And you've prepped, and you've created a simple, specific circumstance. Like, oh man, it's fucking fun. I, I'm so fired up talking. I get so fired up talking about it because acting is 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 it's the human condition. Like, yeah. it's just everybody is going there. You're not going to do a role where it's one person in this world is like, I, you're doing it so people can relate. Mm-hmm. People yeah. can live through something, and that's yeah. I think that's what you want, and that's what happened with Dallas Buyers Club. I watched that film, it was like June, July, 2020, and I was like, that's the acting that I want to be able to do. I want someone to be able to watch what I do and feel like they lived through something. Hello there, it's Jordan Freed from Late Night Hump, the person you're probably listening to on the podcast right now. I just wanted to let you know that we are coming back with our interdimensional improv show that takes you through space time and different realities over the course of an hour-long show that's made up on the spot based off of your suggestions. Our show is going to be Friday, November 12th, 2021 at 9.30 p.m. Get there around 9 p.m. so you can get settled in. It's at the Players Theater at 115 McDougal Street between West 3rd and Bleecker Streets in New York, New York. York, baby. We're going to be in the Steve and Mary Skuros 
theater, the player's theater, third floor loft. Uh, you will have to have a proof of vaccination, but that should be fine for all of you guys. And these shows are really a ton of fun. They're really the best thing that we do. Do not miss this. Go to latenighthump.com slash shows to find the ticket link. Once again, that's latenighthump.com slash shows for the ticket link. And when you go there and buy your tickets, you could use code HUMP to get 50% off. It's definitely worth the code. Uh, do that for yourself. Get your tickets early before the show sells out because we're only going to quarterly shows now. We used to do monthly. So come on out, fill out the seats, enjoy our first show all this fall. Back to the show. That's but. also, it's a special moment when the acting is <clears throat> that good. Where, or that amazing where like everything else kind of uh it just goes away and it's only like you're only focused on the movie like you forget yeah. you're watching a movie like you don't even yeah. you're not conscious of how you're sitting where is it what you're not yeah. thinking about anything else you're so zoned in yeah. to yeah. they they take all your attention yeah i think yeah. that's how i rate movies now Honestly, it's, it's like, yeah. I'll tell somebody, it was so good that I didn't pick up my phone the entire time. Yeah, yeah it's you know? true. Yeah. She fast forwards movies. Oh, you. Not to out you. Wow. Wow. That's fucked up. I'm just like, just like give up that? on the movie. Just give up on the movie. Wow. It's on a streaming service. It's not going to get offended. You don't have to walk by the person with the mop. No, no, it's it's true. Um, popcorn. I, well, so the here's the out. thing. This is also the problem because... We have a production company and, uh, you know, editing, producing, writing, film, like direct, like you, I like doing the, like knowing the process in depth like that. When I watch a movie, I kind of ruin the experience for myself where mm -hmm. I'm just now thinking about like, oh, what, yeah, what did it come? Like, you know, when we always shout like, oh, I wrote the script. Cause I'm like, oh, I know what happens. This thing's going to blah, 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 blah. Cause you're thinking about it in writer's brain or like, yeah. I'm just like looking at it. I'm like, oh, what a nice transition. I'm like, what if they, <laughs> I feel like I'm over like, what digital effect did they use? Oh, it's this, the, and like completely like just gone. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. I, I think that like over the course of your life, you just like look at, you watch things differently depending on what, like what's important to you at, at that point in your life. You know, I think yeah. especially like, like, if, like I think there's a sort of certain point where like obviously like age wise, like something you're watching, you're like, oh, like when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't really understand this 40 year old character. Now I'm watching it now. Mm -hmm. and I understand it. I think the same thing with like, whether like you like the acting or like the, yeah, the, the style of it or yeah. the music of it, you know? Like, I yeah. can never understand The Sopranos, and then I moved to New Jersey. Feel the same way. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, James Gandolfini, big Meisner student. No, not just in size, he was big in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big on it. Don't it's... say anything more, because uh, Brendan and I haven't finished watching the show yet. We're almost done with, with oh, yeah. Sopranos, yeah. We're I can't wait to see this fucking movie. Yeah. You know, I've been hearing mixed things. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. We I feel the same. We still want his. I just want yeah. the young versions of Silvio and of Junior and of Paulie yeah. Walmart, and I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> what was the thing you said that someone's like, uh, a theory is that Christopher wrote. <laughs> oh, yeah. The theory that Christopher wrote the script for the, oh the movie. Oh, my God. That's so funny. That's such a great fucking conspiracy. It is. It is. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, especially because it's like, yeah, like Chris, Christopher is just it's a, it's a very funny and endearing watching when he gets into all like the Hollywood movie stuff. Yeah. So. Anyway, 
Yeah, who, who's, who's, your, uh, who's your favorite uh, Sopranos character, if you had to pick one? Oh, come on. Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I don't like him. Yeah. He's such a... Obviously, I know he's such a bad person, but... Yeah. Like, but, you just don't want to like him. Because, I mean, or at least I don't. Like, I get it. I know it's a character, but he's such... And then when Chris... All right, if people... I'm going to spoil shit if you're listening. But not all the shit, because we haven't seen all the shit. No, but I'm just saying, like, the thing with Christopher, like, the thing when, like, it happened with Adriana, it just... Sorry, this is I'm getting riled up. <laughs> yeah, of oh, course. Yeah, I'll bring out a picture. This is oh, a nationwide... <laughs> Yes, yeah, so make sure you stay hydrated. Yeah, if you're smoking with us, smoking along. Um, but anyway, yeah, the show just gets me ah, oh, because all the men are just, but they're like so bad, and they're like they're just evil sometimes. It could be very, but you know. And yet you yeah. want to keep watching it though. Exactly, I can't stop you. Well, it you know, I mean, you want to root for the other characters, but they all have everyone in that show all has their downfall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know. Um, you know, that's what makes them yeah. fun to watch. You know, Paul, I mean, you. I love Paulie Walnut, and then I found out that he lived at home with his mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's my favorite thing about him, actually. Yeah, like, dude, fucking <laughs> sixty-five years old. <laughs> He's 60 years old. Oh like, my god, Polly. I, I, I think one of the funny things that that actor does in that portrayal of the character is like, there will be moments, especially when he, yeah, when, when he is, thank you, Josh. And Josh is our water sponsor for this current pour. Yeah, so water enjoy the uh, waterfall ASMR. <laughs> Brought to you by life. No, it's gonna go all the way to the top. Don't do it. that. Right. Isn't that good? No, it's one of the metal bottles where I can't. Oh, alright. <laughs> <laughs> and Everyone's that audio like, symbol is like, called. What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> we can hear there's something happening. That audio symbol is called Couple Go to the Waterfall. Um, so anyway, um, Holly Walnuts, like, I love when he's like, has these scenes with his mother or, uh, and you, he like looks like a little boy the way that his face looks. He looks like he automatically is like transported yeah. back to that role. It's so funny yeah. to see like these tough guys get, get brought down to size. Oh my God. Their, their physical acting, just their facial expressions. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Italian men are scared of their moms. Mm. It's yeah. true. Yeah. What's your family's background? Um, so, this actually is one of my new favorite jokes. I just found out uh, last year during the pandemic was, uh, I don't know why I say last year during the pandemic. Like, everybody <laughs> knows that was a fucking... Which pandemic <laughs> was it again? We're still in this fucking thing. Yeah, it's been like two, almost three years. Yeah. Um, so, I found out that I am, uh, I am German, Irish, Scottish, and Norwegian. With, with a little bit of Eastern Eastern Russian, like Polish Eastern Russian. Cool. Um, yeah. But growing up, I looked, I mean, not gray hair, but uh, when I was younger, I'd be tan and jet, like jet black. Like it was so, so dark brown that it looked black. Mm. Um, and everybody just said I was Italian. And I was like, yeah, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you're more Italian, sometimes Italianness is bestowed upon you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend's, my first girlfriend, she was from Staten Island, but her family was right off the boat. Like, she was the first generation. Oh. And uh, and they all thought I was Italian. So I was like, well, this is, this is the cosign. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is the cosign. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, you know, I think it's cool to know where you're from. You know? I think yeah. it's great. Um, 
I find that white people keep the the ancestry, the DNA test game alive. Mm, yes. It's very wild because like we want to just keep fun. Like I don't know. Nobody just wants to be all white. You're like, come on, let's let me be a little bit of flavor. Right, you want some nuance to the whiteness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just and this is what I say on stage. I was like, I just go. I just went. I literally. I looked at the fucking results, and I was like, this can't be right. This can't be right. Like it literally went from white to whiter to whitest. I was like, how is this fucking possible? So that's why I like being Christian. Yeah, hell yeah. Now, what, what's your background? Persian. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Thank you. Yeah. It is dope. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, people hear that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this episode brought to you yeah, by Persian white people. Juice. Persian juice. Persian juice. Someone at home is chanting, and we appreciate you chanting Persian Jews along with us, whether you are Persian Jew or not. We don't have a lot of Iranian fans. I don't really represent. No, not yet. But we are expanding to Dubai now, so I guess that is something. I know. Um, no, these fucking, these candies are ridiculous. They're amazing. They're they are kind of no. intriguing. I didn't want to eat, like, the whole bowl. Oh, we have, we have, we have, we have, we have like. Take some of the room. We have multiple. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, my God. That's we have two bags, so we're good, yeah. Oh, sure. Um, I'm just going back to the challenge. Uh, did you have any more um, mode transportation that you wanted to name on oh, your yeah. name? List. Uh, you got skateboard. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, uh, scooter. Mm-hmm. Now, would a scooter and an e-scooter be the same thing? What uh, by e-scooter you mean? Electric. It's still a scooter. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, oh scooter. no, you're right. You're being, it's I got really it. powered differently, so yeah. I, I will give both. One yeah. is motor. Okay. One is. Oh no, power. one's not a. One has like, like some of them have like like the like oh, yeah. the hand grip that will power it up, right? Or mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the that's definitely ones. a trend. So many people have. Electric scooters now. Yeah, it's Wally, man. Wally's happening. Uh, ice skates. Mm-hmm. Rollerblades. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty crazy. Like I thought, the yeah, skis. Mm-hmm. They have someone who commutes to work via ski. <laughs> <laughs> like I walk to the bottom of this hill, I will ski down there every morning. You go to the bar. I don't Were you a sports down. guy? Parasailing. Is parasailing? Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. I parasailing? Know, that's boat. a form of boat. So you ride So yes or no? Your destination? Uh, yeah. I, we should we should narrow this category. Because <laughs> it's literally anything that transports. I don't know. I don't, even know I don't know if you could get the record. Wait, wait. Is parasailing an activity? Or that is the most... Like, are we talking about, like, it has to be... If it transports you somewhere. The, like an actual... Uh, okay, all right. Yeah. I didn't know if it had to be an actual because that is like a boat. Well, because a bike is an act. Biking's an activity, but it's also a mode of transportation. Also, in but it has an actual they vehicle. Could fly, people saying. probably did travel that way. Yeah. Ralph, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with it because before, I want that number, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about, uh, pick up, can I say pickup truck? Pick truck? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, now, would a cruise ship, I said boat earlier, but would a cruise ship See, okay, right. are we talking like umbrella of because he's now gonna can, he can name any type of different kind of car, and like we're talking about modes well, he, of transportation. He's like car. He did like car already though. Yeah. So pickup truck is a car. Truck, truck and car are different. The truck, yeah. You're right. Those are different. You're right. The signs on the highway. They yeah. have to go. G- they do. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Literally, there are certain areas. Truck. Oh, I said to go. Horse. That counts. All right, we're going animal route. That's good. And you just met. <laughs> <laughs> we did horse the first time, the first day. Very yeah, nice. when we were at Jordan and I were at Firefly Festival, for them to patrol within the campgrounds, there were people on horses. 
Uh, yeah. Horse cops, yeah. I, because it's easier. You can't really have a vehicle there. Otherwise, they have, or they have those little, you know, golf carts that come just with like ice and stuff. Yeah. Also, yeah. cops need jobs. Mm-hmm. All their jobs have been gone during the pandemic. Yeah. It's been defunded. I mean, they <laughs> got defunded. I mean, <laughs> they need work. I don't know what 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 do you, what do you take. Um, Le- what do you take less? Oh, Jesus Christ, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're baby. here for the science, don't worry. I come here for the podcast, I stay because I'm on the spectrum. <laughs> um, what do you take less seriously? A cop on a bike? Uh, a cop on, like, a bicycle? Bike being a motorcycle. Segway. No, Segway. Cop on a Segway. Cop on a horse. Or a cop in a smart car. Seriously, I've never uh, seen a cop in a smart car. They do that. I think cop in a bike would still be the one that I would take the least seriously. Yeah, like the dudes you see in the summertime. I don't know. I, I guess if you're track. in Britain, okay. if you're in Britain, then you don't take any of the cops seriously because they're always in those small cars. Yeah, yeah. I'm not pulling. Yeah, they don't have guns. They don't. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember which county it is, but when I was over in Ireland, there was like one of the counties that said, "Yeah, it's like so like." I guess, like, such little crime happens over there. There's, like, one cop for the entire county, and it's like, yeah. if there's an issue, they have to just wait a couple hours for the one cop to get there. Is there a short film about that? I don't know. You write that down. <laughs> okay, I'll write that. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Wait, By we, I mean you. Where were you in Ireland? Um, so, uh, so my dad's, both of his parents are from Ireland, so we kind of oh, travel oh. around a lot. Yeah, so, like, my grandma's from County Mayo, and then mm-hmm. my grandpa's from Carlo, so we were kind of in both those areas for different parts of the trip, and then Went nice. to the Galway for a day. Oh. Uh, yeah. How nice is Galway? Amazing. Yeah, that, that was the place that I, after I left, I was like, I want to do more of that. Because, like, like, don't get me wrong, like, like I liked, like, we went to, like, uh, Kirkpatrick, we went to, like, the Cliffs of Moors, so we saw all, like, the beautiful scenery, but mm-hmm. Galway as a city is just, like, so much fun, and there's just, like, so much, like, like good energy there, too, and it's, like, beautiful, so the answer yeah. is, yes, I liked it very much. Did you like Galway? Well, it. Yeah. It's the first place I went to. I landed in Shannon, and then um, went from Shannon to Galway to Cork to Blarney to Dublin, and oh, nice. flew home. Nice. That's a trip. Yeah. That's a really good Ireland trip. Yeah, eight days. Yeah. What did you think of Ireland overall? Loved it. I could have moved to like I could honestly. I think if I didn't do stand up, I think I could leave in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I could. Leave they have stand up in Dublin. Yeah, but it's not the same. Oh, they have stand up. I mean, they. I've done stand up. How is it now. different? I, I think you can make more money here as a prof- like. You um, can be a prof- they have like, like bar shows there. Yeah, it's not like real like clubs like, as much. Right. I mean, the cool thing is you can do stand up in Europe. I mean, it's amazing. You might be able to make more money than than here, but I want to do stand up and act and write. Like. Mm-hmm. So to be able to do all three, mm-hmm. I would find. I think. I think that my best chance would be to do it here. Have um, you done any uh, performance for the screen? Um, just like background work and I did a couple indie uh, things any, but like oh, got you. Okay. but like they it's got chopped curious. up as teasers oh, for okay. other projects. Okay. I was wondering for like short films or stuff. Okay. Alright. I already cataloged you in my brain. <laughs> That's what, well, yeah, I can get tight. No, for, that's cool. for <laughs> what types of films? <laughs> right I'm just saying, no, like, because we, we just, you know, produce projects and stuff, but it's just nice when you meet people who are passionate and totally into, you know, have an acting background. And yeah. even if it's just like whatever program they joined, 
Yeah. So, yeah. I had to be a bouncer the first time. I had to fucking kill somebody. I had to strangle someone. The first role I ever had, I was a hitman. The funniest part <laughs> and the craziest part about this project was that the dude to save money got a skeleton crew of people and never filed for permits. Oh, God. And we shot it in Bushwick. In a not very nice section of Bushwick. Uh, and so they see the, all the... Well, you don't even see the camera guy. Oh, no! <laughs> no. You see the dude just walking down the street. And then you see me coming up behind them oh with God. the fucking... The, the, the metal... The, the me, it's a... It's a loose... The wire? A loose metal wire. That, yeah, the mafia when they yeah, strangle yeah. someone and they're sitting in the backseat of the car and the yeah. person's in shotgun. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I had to use. <laughs> so I had to ro- I had to come up behind him, rope it around his neck, and then when I picked... I had to give him enough room to put his hands here because they uh-huh. weren't going sh- to zoom in on his... Obviously, his hands holding the wire. Right. But then pick him up. Thank God I'm fucking big. Pick him <laughs> up. I loop it, and as I loop it, I grab him by the collar like this, and I have to pick him up off the ground and put my forearms, like, in his back and bring him back like this and and pull him down. And, like... People thought this was real. They thought it was real. People walking around. Well, what do you... Well, no. Oh, no. That's what I was afraid of. Right, yeah. We didn't know about this until it was over. So, like... I mean, it's Bushwick. There's fucking cops everywhere. All somebody had to do, all a patrol dude had to do was just go by the street and see me choking this kid out with a fucking metal wire. Like, I don't even know if that's legal. They're like brass knuckles. Like, How um, how did you, uh, I mean, what did you think of uh, combat choreography? What is it called? Like, like, these stage, what is it? Yeah, like, the combat for the screen. Yeah, when you had to... The hardest prep for that. It was the hardest shit. This is how the prep went. Hey, listen, this is what you got to do. <laughs> I had no idea going into it that that's what this I had to do. This is your first yeah. interview Wow. Yeah. It's more similar to dancing than it is acting in a lot yeah. of ways, right? Dude, it's fucking, it was insane. It was insane. And I was like, well, I could see now this is why I'm making what I'm making for this part. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you survived, and also the person that you were choking also survived. Yeah. So, yeah that's all you can ask yeah. for. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, uh, you no Jordan, you go. No, you go. You go. There you go. I feel like you had something. No, no, seriously, go. I was just going to say, uh, you also mentioned that you're a writer. Like, what filmmaker would you say aligns with, like, your writing style the most? And, like, what films do you, like, watch and think... I wish I wrote those. Oh, man. If I had to pick someone that embodied both aspects of it, I'd have to go with fucking um, uh, Seth Rogen. Mm. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I like like to write fun, goofy stuff. Like, like the pilot that I wrote starts off somewhat a little serious, but, like, it's fucking hilarious. Mm. You know? And then what we talked about earlier... uh, I wrote something about that. Nice. Oh, got yes. you. Okay. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, Maybe that'll be a Patreon episode one day. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. That, that, yeah. That's something where I'm like, oh boy. Um, but I love to. I love to write. Like, and I think that's the best part about doing stand up because before before the pandemic, um, I did a, like I did some stories, but I did a lot of observations. 
And now I tell a lot of stories, but I work in my observations to the, like the premise mm -hmm. is the, I still have the premise, but I work the story around it and given all the fucking stories I have, I'm not at a shortage. Right. Right. Exactly. So, and it's unique to you. Me. Yeah. And so I, I feel like I've just being able to, with writing the pilot or writing the screenplay, doing the journaling, like the journaling helped spark a lot of this because I got used to sitting and writing chunks at a clip. Like I would write in my journal for, because I do it all on my laptop. I'd write for two hours sometimes. So two hours, you're, write, you're rattling off, I don't know, six page journal entry. So six pages of an entry, that's like, oh my God, that could be like 15 pages of dialogue. Mm -hmm. You know, ten pages of dialogue. So, yeah. do you like writing? Like, do you? Like oh my god, no. fucking love it. Yeah, no, oh, it's the best. I'm taking. I start. Uh, I start next week, but I'm taking uh, just a, a screenwriting course. Cool. Just because I've never taken one. It's all just been YouTube videos I've watched and talks I've listened to, and so nice. uh, it's exciting, man. Yeah. Nice. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Cool. Anything to flex that muscle, man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, also, screenwriting is cool because you like put something out there that somebody could just take and do like wonderful things with, and yeah. like, you never know how somebody would take it. And yeah. it's like you could be in your bedroom, like it takes you literally no money to sit on your besides buying like Final Draft if you want to be legit, but like it costs <laughs> you like no money to yeah. write a script, yeah. and like somebody can literally like buy that off of you for like twenty million dollars, <laughs> like if yeah. it's a good enough idea or something yeah. like that. Sure. It's wild. Yeah, I bought a writer's duet. I think it cost me like. 45, 50 bucks, 60 bucks, something like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, well, we look forward uh, to seeing if any of that gets produced or any of that, you know, anything oh, yeah. you write, you know, comes to, to comes alive. Just um, follow them on IMDb. <laughs> no, we're going to put, yeah, all your info in the description, people, if you are, you know, if you didn't cast it within the podcast, no worries. Um, any last thoughts? Oh, well, Ralph, do you want to know your number of how many you've got? Unless you have any more that you want to add at the buzzer. Oh, at the Yes, you'd be the Michael Jordan of answering the list of modes of transportation. Uh, train? That's train. Yeah. Uh, train? It's a popular one. Um, uh, hang can hang gliding be a mode of transportation? <laughs> you love it. It is. It is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I love where we're using. Uh, now, could hang, yeah. could hang gliding be the same as like um, uh, base jumping? What, what's base jumping? Base jumping is... That's with a parachute, though, right? Base jumping? Yeah. Or is that... Oh, no. I'm, I'm thinking of something. I'm thinking of... Uh, base jumping, not really. But, like, skydiving. Yeah. Yeah, so. I would... Yeah. Yes. I would count that as a mode of transportation. Planes. Yes. Also, because hand gliding and they, they each have two different instruments. Yes. Yeah. To, to get I'm just that. Yeah. checking back here. Standing um, over my shoulder. Yeah, no, I count that. <laughs> Let's see. Pogo uh, stick. Pogo stick. Around the neighborhood. Uh, Segway. Segway, yes. Um, I got into a very... Uh, stilts. Stilts, yeah. Yep. Um, did I say skateboard? Yes. Uh, you did, yes. Uh, <laughs> skateboard, you got two points. Skateboard, yeah. Skateboard. Um, uh, your feet. Feet. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this classic. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even think of that. Um, it's the most obvious one, right? It's the most obvious one. Uh, it's one you're born yeah. with. Yeah. Tricycle. Tricycle. 
Uh, yeah, so we have three wheelers. But that's three wheeler car. and tricycle different. Oh, you yeah, mean three wheel car? Yeah. Or you meant tricycle, a tricycle? Like a tricycle is like a bike, and a three wheeler is like a three wheeler. Like a motorized. Motorized. Like yes. a three wheeler oh, is like a, it's like a dirt bike, but three wheelers. Got you. Correct. Okay. Got you. Also, uh, dirt bike. I think he's oh. a dirt bike. Dirt bike you have already. Okay. Um, ah, the Mary Jane is kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you have a very respectable number so far right yeah. now. Um, what about uh, what, uh, a canoe? No, that would be a boat. Uh, different type of boat. I, I would, I would it's consider different a canoe. Style. Different. All right, okay. Now, would well, that would... be in the same arena as a kayak? I think canoe and kayak are a little the same. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are two similar. Yeah. Uh, different cultures though. they both have oars yeah, <laughs> yeah I, th- I think that that's uh, 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 well no that's the train fuck what were you gonna say I was gonna say subway <laughs> I was like that's the fucking it's the name of the train mm, yes I mean yes yeah. that's a train it is a train I know modes it, right? it, 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 modes of transportation it's so just different. you're right you're right, right. You're right. You're but right. he should have the opportunity to break the record oh yeah snowmobile snowmobile that's true yeah. Uh, also, Slay. Slay also counts. Yeah, Santa's around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a classic one you haven't said yet. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I haven't said yet. Uh, I said bicycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty classic. <laughs> <laughs> classic as it gets. Uh, uh, and I said car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Classic one that I haven't said. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna hear it sound like, oh, you fucking stone piece of shit. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, damn it. Do we have any other topics? Can we talk about something else? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're gonna end it when you're ready. Um, this has been a very great interview. Yeah, yeah thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Thank uh, you. Again, God damn it. <laughs> I feel highly enlightened. Yeah, you were in the upper echelon of scores. Okay, we had it. I, I want to know. I want to know. Of the number? How many, yeah. How many does he have? He's never going to give you up. 29 so far. Yeah. 29. What was the high score? 90. 90 like 92, I think. 94. What, what was our topic? Uh, that one was bodybuilders? Yes. Yeah. Oh my he God. He made 90 bodybuilders. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know. And the thing is, like, he named zero until the last 15 minutes of the episode and then just unleashed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, time machine. Oh. Oh, my goodness. We didn't that say different type of real or <laughs> fictional. That's true. Uh, that's true. Spaceship. Uh, okay, I gotta, I gotta ask you now. Do Well, do you believe that we have time machines already? Yes. Of course. Yes. Do you think they're like at Princeton? Do you think like only one person has them? Do you think it's more the military? Sure, wants the most specific. <laughs> I love where Princeton hmm. was. Uh, I'd have to say that uh, New York. There's probably there has to be one in New York City because New York has very um, there's certain parts of of buildings like that are just fake buildings like yeah. they're just hmm. you just see the facade um, the face of them. Uh, right down by Bleecker Street. There's a whole fucking row of them. And they're also uh, by the promenade in Brooklyn Heights. Mm. Yeah. 
Damn. Definitely very fake. Yeah. Oh, damn. I would have thought it would have been in Times Square, but I guess that's a little too on the nose. Have a time machine very, in Times Square. Oh, buddy. You know. Well, it also makes sense, though, because the city, you have to be on a grid. This has to be, <laughs> right in front of your this eyes. This has to be electric. Like, you, that generates a lot of power and electricity. Maybe. We don't know. Machine, right? Don't I'm know. assuming. Or, that's true. Yeah, they're analog. Back to the Future, he put just banana peels in it. He used... Well, that was the one that's in the future, though. That was that was from the second movie, where he yeah. put the garbage can in the power... He didn't like, always use the garbage can? No, it was... No. No, it was the flux capacitor? Yeah, the, yeah. the flux capacitor always existed, but in the 84... Like, in 1984, when he built the, the time machine originally, or at least, like... He took fuel? Was able to set in time... It was the... Um, what's it called? Uh, plutonium. Oh, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yes, uh, you're right. Horse and buggy. Horse and buggy. Oh. Was that what you were Did thinking? Did he say horse? He said horse. He said buggy, though. Or yeah, that's buggy. different. You're not riding the horse. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Then that's it. I give up. I can't. Think all right. Well, you got 32, so that's mm-hmm. pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. But what you didn't get, and we'll end it on this episode, and thank you so much for joining us. This has been fantastic. Was bus. Oh, motherfucker. Oh.